What the hell? She's going to fucking jail. This is a federal crime. Is she fucking kidding me? Is she fucking kidding me? She's getting arrested. That's a federal crime. This is a fucking public area. Is she fucking kidding me? That's a man, You guys doing? Hello, 911. Yo! Watch out, watch out, you watch out, y'all move! Watch out, move. Move. Yeah, move. Watch out man! Yo! Yo! Yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh my god. Why would you jump you in right, the car like that? Come on, man! She's gonna get away with it. Why would you get jumping in the car so wet they can get up with her you later? Right? You alright? Yeah. Did you see it? I got I have, every, I have everything recorded. I could only imagine what you thought when you first looked at this clip. And I mean, for me, being a person who now is a bus operator, among other things, I can identify with that physical perspective right behind the seat when the videotape first rolled. And from where I sit, I see so much. And I say this all the time, but this particular videotape pretty much punctuated that point for me. It's like, you don't see this every single minute, but you see funny things all day. Sometimes you just miss things. Sometimes you're, something's about to jump off and you have to go. But it's always entertainment and it's always something to stimulate your mind. That being said, let me just say welcome to the Landscurve Show. Thanks for coming back. And I just have a few thoughts on this that I want to share. First of all, it's the twilight zone out here in the world in this year, 2018 and beyond. And I know, and I always say to myself and other people that if you think you're seeing something now, you haven't seen anything yet because the world, the way it is, we are so on edge. We're so full of tension. We have all of these gadgets and technology at our disposal to make life easier so it says but yet there's certain things about our makeup as a human being that are not addressed and i think whatever started the situation this is a good display of that now i don't know exactly what what would tick this situation off i don't know the circumstances i know there'll be rumors and gossip i know that but 
I'm not even here to report on actually what happened. I like to speak on speak on different angles um, of what it could have been. Even if it's not the actual thing, we're going to speak about different angles on what this appears to be. So first of all, you see a situation like this, and the first thing that most people say is that, oh, look at that woman. She's crazy. She's crazy. Now ride with me a little bit because I'm going to look at it different ways. So I'm not going to be pro or con anything. I'm just bringing up some points, and maybe you might have some perspectives too that you can leave down in the comments section. But most often when you walk in on a situation like that, you know, most people would say, oh, they're crazy. Look at her. She's smashing the glass on the bus. She's walking around. She's got the bus driver uh, on the hood of her car. This was kind of hard to digest when I first looked at it, right? But you have to keep an open mind because it's not always the way it appears. Now, let's say, for example, let's just make something up to show you, right? Now, what if, and this is stretching it just to make the point now, ride with me. What if that woman caught that bus driver molesting her little baby? Maybe they lived near each other or have some dealings and she rolled up on him and, and thought she was doing him harm by smashing the bus. You know, I mean, I mean, we react in different ways. Now it doesn't seem like she's so crazy. What if that bus driver, and I don't, me personally, I don't think it's something personal. I think maybe it's just like a road rage thing. But let's roll with different possibilities. What if um, he smacked up her elderly grandmother and, and raped her or something or, or robbed her of some money? Now, that, that's reason for somebody to lose it and get pissed. So now it doesn't seem as though she's too crazy now, because if that happened to me in that situation, in those scenarios that I just described, maybe I might go off. Now, maybe she could be stressed. Maybe it could be just road rage. We have to understand, we don't, we, we don't know what people are going through out here. You know, in this society, in this day and age, to me, it appears that many of us, too many of us, and may I say most of us out here who are not conscious, we try hard to look like the real thing. We try hard to look like everything's perfect, and it's not. You can't hide from the reality that is but in painting our realities as being so perfect, we neglect the real reality. And that's when the frustration comes in. So when you have a person who may be on edge and they're looking around at all of these so-called perfect people with smiles on their faces and all their bills paid, all their relationships going well, all of them have great health, all of them have great paying jobs. Now, I'm not saying that, but to somebody who is distressed with all these fake behind people who make sure that when they go to the mall to make a purchase, you know, they have to wear the makeup and the hair and smile and shake the car keys. They might have a, 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 a how can I put it? They have a, a, what's a little Kia out there, a little cheap Kia or some cheap car outside, an expensive car outside, a Yaris, a Toyota Yaris, right? And they're shaking Mercedes Benz keys or, or a, a keychain, you see? And it looks a certain way. They might be in the mall acting like they have a lot of money and they're spending their rent money, you know, or somebody else's money or they're flashing money that they can't spend. You see, so we don't know what we live in a social media generation. And I can't just say generation because this is going to go on um, for a good long time. And it's affected the way we see the world. And there's the perception for many of us that 
everybody else has it so good. Everybody else has their act together. And there's a frustration that can build. Possibly this is something that could have happened with this woman. See, possibly. That's just another scenario. Like I always say, I like to go into a topic with surgical precision and hold it up as a three-dimensional item in my hand and turn it upside down, look at the bottom, look at the side, look at it from the top, on the other side, put it down a little bit, come back later on under different light. That's the way I do my artwork, very detailed. That's the way I am. So that being said, it could be something, like I said, just as light as road rage. Maybe she does have mental health issues. Upon first sight, this is pretty much the case. And she's not dumb. She's just pushed over the edge. And this is what I have to say is that the whole mental health thing, that stigma, especially in the black community that I ain't crazy. I ain't going to see nobody. I ain't going. I don't believe in this medication thing. I don't believe in this really and actually sitting down in front of a stranger so they can assess you because you don't know where they're coming from, right? My thing is that situations like this to me means she's disconnected on an interpersonal level with people who should be there. A lot of us don't have family. You know, a lot of us don't have immediate family. We don't have the people we can really talk to. So that's, to me, a breakdown in society. I'm not blaming society for what she did. I'm just pointing out that does she come from a loving community? Does she have a loving family around her who will check on her to say, hey, sweetheart, are you okay? Come, let's take a walk. Hey, I brought you something from the store, your favorite dish from, a, from your favorite re restaurant. When people have those things that communicate love to them, they usually don't really go off like this because it can also be a cry for help that she's angry. Yes. She's to the point of being at this hyper frenzied crazed, you know, way of reacting, but deep down, maybe it's the culmination of so many different things that this was the straw that broke, broke the camel's back, whatever it may have been to trigger her off. Again, I'm not saying she's right or wrong. I don't know what happened in the situation, but it's definitely something. You know, she has a certain presence of mind. She's like, doing, and she didn't care. She didn't care whether the cops came. She didn't care whether somebody turned around and retaliated. What if the bus driver had a son who was a gang banger or a, a daughter who was in a gang and carried knives and just got out and she was frustrated because she couldn't find a job and saw that this woman pushed the, you know, her father off of the front of the hood of the car. You know, he shouldn't have been there, number one. But still, that would trick somebody, to, you know, tick somebody else off. And now we have mayhem. We have to look at every angle. But now let's pull it back a little bit. And before I do that, yeah, what's up with the bus driver? Why is he on the hood of that car? You're not supposed to get up out of your seat. As a bus driver, you see, you, to defend yourself, yes, technically, and there are ways of doing that. But then again, I'm not going to let anybody do something to me. But to me, he could have pulled back. He was trying to call, right? Why didn't he just go ahead and snap a picture of the license plate and let her go on? Why didn't he just snap a video of her? Video was taken of her. And I'm quite sure folks know who she is. And by the time, you know, I, I'm... I might be a Johnny come lately talking about this. 
I'm, again, I'm not talking about this to be a reporter. I'm speaking about this to speak on a situation in a situation that will in some form or fashion, maybe not similar to this, but it will happen again. I mean, it was two days ago. I saw this guy running toward the bus stop, but he was like a block away. And I remember this guy from when I worked in the jail down here, but I'm not going to prejudge. I do know that he was very violent and he was always on heavy medication. That's something that maybe another bus driver might not know. But I, I was forearmed with that knowledge. And therefore, I knew that 95% of the time he was off, even when he was on his medication when he was incarcerated in jail. So guess what? You're in the street. You're not doing too well. You can tell by the way he, his clothes were just rags. He was dirty. He was angry. He was screaming a block away, right? And to be honest, I knew he wanted to take the bus. And to be honest, I did not want the drama that I knew he was bringing because he was screaming at the top of his lungs. He had his fist balled up, veins all in his neck. He had a limp. And technically, if you're not on the bus stop, I don't have to wait for you. And that was not a courtesy that I was going to extend to him because I did not want the bother of having to write reports or even having to defend myself, which I was not scared of him. So I kept going and I was going in his direction. He's coming my way. He balls up his fist. And as I'm going by slowly because there were other cars around me, he starts kicking and punching the bus and cussing the bus. And for the few seconds that he saw me cursing me and threatening me, do I want to let that on the bus? Even if he got on, do you think that he would be calm? He was already pissed off at something and that anger can transfer. But see, that was evident. I knew him from before, forgot his name, but I never forgot the way he carried on. So that armed me with the knowledge to know, hey, avoid a situation. But there are a lot of people out here who are quiet, who are mannerable, who appear to be okay. And you try to escalate something with them being a jerk, being an a-hole, and they will go off on you. And they are the real thing who will do it and don't care at that moment. I'm not saying that's a good thing. But. On the flip side now, on the flip side, while I'm not condoning this, sometimes you need situations like this to pop off. Why? How many times have you dealt in a situation in the public at a fast food joint, which I can't really vouch for that because I don't eat fast food, right? But on a job with a supervisor, let's, let's just pick that one. And he's riding your backside. He's being smart. He's got smart things to say. He, he's just making it unnecessary because maybe of his own insecurities or maybe he can't get it up anymore or, you know, he, 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 he you're a threat because I've had situations like that. And I'm throwing kicks right now. Yes, I am. But you know that you have a wonderful life and you don't want to do anything to this person physically or, you know, clap back at them some kind of way. And they know you can't because you're on a job. But for those people who do do such things, who will punch the taste out of somebody's mouth who will smack them down so hard that they make their dentist rich because you knocked all their teeth out and they're laying there with the realization like oh my god he did this to me but they also realize that i deserve this because i just knew they wouldn't do anything back to me so sometimes every now and again you do need that 
I'm not saying I condone it. But when you see something like this, when a person who is a jerk, like say, for example, a supervisor on a job and they run across somebody crazy after they've harassed you for many years and now they're finally getting it. Are you sad? You say to yourself, well, they met the right one. They ran up on the right one, but they met the wrong one. Right. So, hey, it is what it is. The universe is balanced and speaking on balance. To go deeper, I'm seeing more masculine women don't know what they do behind closed doors. I'm just stating or, or speaking on that trait. Of course, we're seeing a lot of uh, effeminate men out here. And just like I spoke on the show last night with our dear queen and sister, Billy Frischetti, I said that in the world as it is with us being black people and don't say, oh, you're bringing a race card into this. This is off of this particular topic, but it's still connected to it in a certain way. Whenever you have a downtrodden people and they're being oppressed and the men who are supposed to be the sentinels and the warriors and the protectors are reduced from being able to fulfill their role, I believe nature is balanced in a way where the other men who are masculine and want to fulfill their role in our community and some of the women will become more, I'm not going to say it's masculinized, but they'll rise to the occasion to get the job done. And I used the analogy uh, last night that if you had 100 men, right, 100 males, let's just say males, because men and males are two different things. Males are supposed to develop into men, but most don't. But because of the chemicals and the, the, the propaganda and the mind control and the uh, coercion, to not be who you are. And as black men, it's not acceptable to be an alpha male. So we have all these different things, little things adding up to one big thing with the result being that we're not going to be strong men to lead righteously. Not with an iron fist and to threaten and to rule over our families and you better do it. No, not like that. But with the balance working along with your queens. See? So if we can't come into that, and say out of that hundred, those hundred males, 95% of them stay males, but they're effeminate. And they, they run away from their role. But you have that, those five males who have become men left. The aggression righteously and the drive that those 95 males gave up on, those five males will inherit that and become supermen in a sense. And not just relegated to that 100 where 95 gave up and the five inherited the rest. It spills over. There are no men there to do what they have to do or do what they should be doing. Well, the women are going to rise to the occasion. And so we're going to see that more so. More so than, you know, we know that the chemicals are there to make all women more masculine. We understand all of those different factors, but on a spiritual level, we can just take that slice out. There's a tension over us. And again, I'm walking alongside the visuals of this. But it's a point that I wanted to bring, bring up. There's stuff in the atmosphere spiritually hanging over our head. The oppression that we may be running away from and don't want to acknowledge, but it's still there. Like that pile of bills 
on the dresser in the bedroom for that person who doesn't want to pay those bills or can't right now. They don't want to see it. So they're going to watch the TV. They're going to go on the Internet. You know, they're not, they're not paying their bills. They may not have it too long, right, before it gets cut off. But they're in denial, denial about what is, right? But it, it doesn't take away what is because you're in denial. It's still there. So it's hanging over your head. It's, it's dampening your spirit. You still don't feel right. You still can't enjoy a, a day. You can get a laugh, but as soon as the laugh is over and you, <laughs> you look over by the dresser and you see those, you're like, oh, God, they're still there. We have to face these things. And there's certain things that we have to face in the society. And we can try to escape as much as we can by diving into our smartphones and being indulging in that uh, addiction and not wanting to face reality. But unless we face reality, we're going to have more situations like this. In your personal life, if there's something bothering you, if there's something upsetting you, see, then you got to deal with it, right? There's situations that are hard to deal with that are put on us. There's situations that we're put in as children and we grow into and grow up around these influences. It's amazing the things that I hear some of the younger people say. And I have to take into consideration that, well, they were raised up in a situation that was dysfunctional. That looks normal, but was very dysfunctional. You know, I mean, you're born into people who put a religion on you. And so you say, I am that. But you never had a chance to explore otherwise. Well, I'm not into the religion anyway. I'm into the spirituality, the real thing. You have people who are molested or beat or discouraged. And they identify with this because that's all they know. But they get older and go out into the world and they realize, uh-oh, my situation was small in certain aspects and there are other situations going on out here and the world is big and I used to be the big thing in a little world but now I'm a little thing in a big world and hopefully we develop and understand that <laughs> we ain't stopping nothing we, 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 we pass on we drop dead we transition or well, humanoids drop dead you know people melanated people when they're connected right they will transition but we realize that our presence doesn't matter. It does in some respects in your righteous circles. But as far as the world out there that's going through all of this mayhem and being disconnected, it don't matter. You think I'm going to sit here and say, I ain't going to go out and drive that bus tomorrow. Ha ha ha. I'm going to fix them. They got people lined up already ready just in case I never come back. It's going to run. I'm not that important. But we need to be connected and deal with people. You know, looking at this young lady. There is definitely a lot of rage. I don't know what was done, but I don't see any bodily harm done to her. I don't see anything wrong with her, her vehicle. Pretty nice vehicle. Nice little Audi. She's got some sense. She lost it for some reason. Right. So to me, my opinion on the situation that I don't know how how it started. I will say one thing. If she had a loving inner circle. If her home life, which I'm not knocking, I don't know, but if her home life was intact, because when I'm home, I'm recharging on all fronts. I woke up to about two or three pots of some good food. Do I want to fight anybody? I walk out in the backyard. Everything has grown so nice over the summer. I got my own vacation resort. And guess what? Mrs. Skirt took a run out. And even when she's here, it's like I'm by myself, meaning that we move as one. It's not like, oh, God, she's here. I can't have no peace. No, it's peaceful. 
and it's quiet, it's nurturing, and it allows me to do so much more because it undergirds me, it supports me. This young lady looks like, like something is missing. She might not be crazy. It may not be a mental health thing. It may be an emotional thing. And she, 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 she might be the only breadwinner in her household. She might have a man who's lazy and sitting around and doing nothing. Something ticked her off. We, we, you know, and these things begin to happen long before we see the manifestation of a situation like this. This, what, what you see here with her, this, this began a long time ago and it was building up because nobody goes from zero to 60 like that for no reason at all. There's always a reason. There is always a reason. Unless you have extreme mental health issues that, you know, you're hearing voices, you're seeing things, things pop off in your mind certain extreme uh, 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 perceptions. But for the most part, this is something that began a long time ago and now we're seeing the results of it. But you're not going to fill those voids dealing with this society because this society, it, it honors the wrong things. The narcissism, look at me, look at me, social media. It's important for me to look good in front of everybody. What's everybody saying about me? What do they... What, they're talking about me. What did they say? Things that don't matter. And our life, it, it, our life is moving on. The clock is ticking. We look around and we're kids and now all of a sudden, boom, you're 30 years old. What happened? Well, guess what? Buckle up for the ride because 60 is coming really quick. The older you get, the faster time goes. And you realize how brief of a ride it is. And that being said, Stay connected only to the things that will build you up, that will nurture you. Deal with the people that you can mutually build with together. Stay connected to people who are concerned about you. Not these dysfunctional people who are filled up with all their idiosyncrasies that they have no time for you unless they can use you. Or people who have vendettas. You did this back to me 10, 20 years ago and I just can't wait for your demise. Well, I might outlive you. I don't have time to deal with this foolishness. We all are given our life for a reason. We're all given this deck of cards in this game of life that we're supposed to sort out and, and make better. But at the end of the day, it's up to us to make sure that on a mental, physical, and spiritual level that we're well fed and well taken care of. Even if you have no one, you have to take care of yourself. And it's not just a matter of washing up brushing your teeth, combing your hair, and making sure your bills are paid is making sure that you're perceiving the world right so that you can operate within it in a proper fashion. Because this world is tough. And all of the things that are out there, the pressures of the world that are pushing in on us, we've got to make sure that we keep strong from within so that we, we can deal with the pressure pushing down on us because we are so strong and stronger, we push back even harder. But most people are not concerned with that. Watching Empire is not going to help you with that. Peeping a, a, a friend or a former lover's Facebook page is not going to help you with that. That's going to drain you down. And you're going to wonder, what happened to my life? You're going to wonder, how do I fill these voids? It's, it's a shame, but this young lady here definitely has some voids in her life. If she didn't, she wouldn't carry on the way that she's carrying on. We don't know. If you know the situation, drop us a line here in the comment section and let us know 
what you know about this situation because I'd like to know. And if you want to send any videos to me, scurvemedia at gmail.com, 407-590-0755. That's the personal cell. You can text, you can call, but we need to really have some serious conversations about what's happening to us from within. Because in this world with plastic surgery and makeup and, and, and putting in new teeth and, and putting hair on, we can look the part. We can look happy. But anybody who's happy would not carry on like this.